Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks Thanks be to to God, who gives us victory, the victory, the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Living Victory Podcast. My name is Christian Conway, and as always, I'm joined by Jonathan Krause and Max Keen. How are you guys doing today? Well, my family just finished watching Black Panther without me, so, you know, I'm pretty good. Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to say something. Um, <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad you're here. Uh, honestly, just another boring week for me, so I'm back. Excited. Excited to be here. Excited to talk about God's word. Um, oh, gosh. I Literally, this is like the highlight of my week now, so... So excited to be here. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things is when we decided to start this podcast, we didn't do it because we felt like we had to. We had the freedom to do it because it's something that we're all passionate about. And we just love getting together and talking about God's word and how we can apply it to our own lives. And it's 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 something that we've all come to, you know, look forward to and to be excited about. And as we were starting these first few episodes, we were thinking what are some of the most important topics that we can talk about that are some of the most important things when it comes to living a life for Christ. And one of the things that we stumbled upon or that we decided was really important is finding your identity in Christ. Anybody who has a relationship with God, one of the most important gifts that God gives us is being able to find our identity in him. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is how we as Christians can find our identity in Christ. Because that's, I, I feel like that's one of those things that we always talk about is, oh, you know, you need to find your identity in Christ. But we don't really understand, a lot of people don't really understand what that truly means. What does it mean to live your life every day finding your identity in Him? And I think that's something I find in my life is, you know, I'll have my time where I'm in the Word when I'm praying and I'm like, yeah, I'm a child of God right now in that church. And when I'm doing some kind of ministry, but then I go to like work at Chick-fil-A and I'm like, oh, I'm a Chick-fil-A guy now. Or when I'm doing school, I'm like, I'm a student now. And the identity of Christ doesn't always follow me during that times. I think having an identity in Christ should not be like that, where it's only a certain time of the day where we're, you know, living for God and the rest of the day, you know, we're working hard to get what we can done it should be something that is with us all the time it should be something that we hold on to and what we find every part of our lives characterized by god and characterized as a child of him and so i think having an identity of christ is something that is important because it's something that we need to carry with us at all times yeah i think that's a great point because if you look into the scripture one of the most important things that it talks about when it comes to your identity in Christ is like Max said, being a child of God. John chapter one, verse 12 says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And like Max said, again, when we are a child of God, this is an identity that we carry around with us everywhere we go. It's just like your parents in real life. You don't, you're not only identifying as children of your parents when you're with your parents. When you're out at school, when you're at work, when you're hanging out with friends, everywhere you go, you remain a child of your parents. And I think it it can be 
the same lesson can be applied when it comes to our relationship with God is that those who come to salvation in him become children of God. And so everywhere you go from then on, you have become a child of God. And that's an identity that we should be proud of, that we should carry around with us, knowing that we have a great heavenly father who wants what's best for us. This notion of identity in Christ is so important to everyone's lives, especially Christians. Um, well, non-Christians is a little bit different because they don't believe in this, so it doesn't really apply to them. But as Christians, our identity in Christ is is incredibly important because really who you are and who your identity is or what your identity is, is what you know specializes you. It's what makes you unique. It what what sets you apart from other people as well. And honestly, such a hard question that that you can always ask yourself, or if other people ask you, is is who are you? You know, who who are you? What makes you you? And this identity thing is isn't is just it's such a hard thing to define to to put into words. Um, but it's it's really a beautiful thing, and God, and God has brought us into himself and gave us the identity that we're that we're, we're well we're going to talk about it but he has really defined for us who we are and what our purpose is and who we are created to be and who he says we are in him in Christ Jesus and it's a beautiful thing and and just thinking about all the the suicide rates and everything going on in today's world and how insecure people are with themselves and their identities. It's such a, a vital topic to talk about. And honestly, it's, it's a hard thing to wrap your, your mind around. It's a hard thing to, to like live out, to practice. I mean, Max was just talking about how easy it is to compartmentalize your life and, and to do one thing, you know, if you're doing something like devotions or prayer, it's so easy to, uh, think about your identity in Christ, but then when you're doing more mundane life things, it's easy to forget it. And it's it's very, very important to always be grounded in who you are in Christ and always be grounded and secure in who God says you are as a person, as someone who he created. And like we've been hinting toward, this fact that we find our identity in Christ, it's something that's completely life-changing. This is one of those things when people, a lot of times when you hear a Christian telling their testimony, they'll tell you how they're a completely different person afterward, after they found Christ, than they were before they found Christ. And we can see this in the scriptures, how the moment of salvation is one of those moments that it defines your new identity. And in 2 Corinthians five seventeen, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. So what this is saying is once you become saved by Christ, once you find a relationship with him, the old is gone. Everything that you were, the entire identity that you had before you came to Christ, all the negative aspects and the things you didn't like about yourself, they're all gone because now you're a child of God. Now, now that you find your new identity, your identity is no longer in the world or what the world thinks of you or how you compare to those around you, but your identity is now in God. And as a child of God, your identity is, is you can see all the things that scripture says about God and what he thinks about you and how much he loves you. That is your identity. Your identity can be found in who God is and what he thinks of you. And I think that part, that last part, what you said about what he thinks of us, scripture has told us how he sees us. He loves us and he cares for us. 
and he's like a father to us. In fact, he adopted us even while we were sinners. And it's amazing all that he does for us. And I think so often I forget that and I don't match that in my life with everything I do. And my identity is not always based on what God sees and not based on how he created me. And I think that's something that so often people struggle with is we're not looking at who God created us to be. When our identity is part of God's creation and he loves us no matter what. And it's just such an amazing thing to think about. Imagine just the fact that the God of the universe is interested in you. He's invested it in you. We always forget that when God created man and woman, he said it was good. He delights in us. He delights in who he has made us to be. Look around. Everyone has unique features, unique physical attributes. They have unique personalities, different ways they look at the world. God has spent so much time shaping you and molding you and creating you. And it's so often we get stuck in this rut where we 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 think about you know how much of a failure we are, how many things we mess up, uh, just you know how we just can't be used by God because you know we'll just mess it up in the end. And, and but God, God did not send down His Son Jesus to die on a cross for what you could do for Him. God isn't looking for you to to better the kingdom of God with your actions. You know, he doesn't go around looking for the strongest people that would be the best in the kingdom of God, that would bolster the kingdom of God. No, he is invested in you. He sent his son Jesus to die for you because he loves you. You were created so special and he loves you and you are a child of God. I mean, just think about that. The God of the universe who created everything from, from atoms to things that are smaller than atoms to to giant mountains the god of the universe planets the stars is invested in you and thinks about you all the time and your identity in christ is that you are a child of god and you are loved and he has redeemed us he has saved us i really love the point that you just made jonathan because that's one of the things uh we've we've said earlier in this episode that when you become a child of God and you find your identity in him, no longer do you need to base your identity in what the world thinks of you, but what God thinks of you. And one of the things that you pointed out that's really, really important, and I just want to shine more light on that, is the unique characteristics that each and every one of us has. A lot of times when you have something that's different about you than everybody around you, the world will frame that as a negative. The world will say, oh, you're too short, or you're too tall, or you're too this, you're too that. You have something about you that's weird, and you have something about you that's abnormal, and that's not a good thing. The world always strives to be normal, and the world always strives to be exactly like everybody else. But the, the great thing that we have in the, our relationship with God is that he created us exactly how he wants us. Every little quirk and every little thing about you, God created you that way because that's how he wanted you to be. So your unique characteristics in your life, when you find your identity in the world, those those are negatives, but when you find your when you find your identity in Christ, those unique characteristics 
become positives. And that becomes what makes you special in the eyes of God compared to everybody else. Because if we were all just a cookie cutter of the exact same mold and everybody was exactly the same, there would be no special characteristics. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't have that little you know, fingerprint of God that's on us. But the fact that he created each and every one of us to be unique and to be like a snowflake where there's nobody else exactly like you, I think that that's so special and so so amazing. And like Jonathan said, I'm probably going to sound like like I'm echoing him, but like Jonathan said, the God of the universe created you exactly how he wanted you. And he made you special. He gave you unique characteristics because that's the way that he wanted to create you. And so if we can wrap our minds around this, it's a complete change in mindset from everything that's unique about me is weird because that's what the world says to everything that's unique about me is special because that's how God created me. And I think we look at what the world thinks of us and we look at the way we view ourselves and the way we view ourselves is such an important part of who we are. And I think if we identify ourselves with Christ and we put that on the front of who we are, then that can transform. Um, that can transform the way you see yourself. I remember a couple years ago, uh, my best friend and I, we were making a video and there was this thing. It was like the 60 second challenge or something along those lines where you had 60 seconds to introduce yourself. And the first thing I said during those 60 seconds were, uh, I'm a failure at everything. And that's just always stuck with me how, you know, that's how I view myself at the time was I saw myself as a failure. And real in reality, I was, I should have been identified as a child of God. He created me to be something special. And yes, we're going to struggle. And yes, we're going to fail at times. But God's grace is so amazing that he would continue to love us and he would forgive us even after we fall short. And having an, identi an identity in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is something huge for the Christian life. I really love what you just said, Max, because I think it applies to so many, especially young people these days, is that feeling of that you're a failure or you're a mistake. And that is just, just again, points to how important finding your identity in Christ. And we've, we've talked about, with lack of a better word, identifying your identity in Christ. But what does that look like, right? Think about this. So many Christians are unhappy today in our today's times. And ultimately, when as your Christian, the the black hole abyss in your soul, if you will, is filled because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And ultimately, when we find God through Jesus, that that just unfathomable loss in our souls is filled. But but still, so many Christians are unhappy because they're trying to satisfy their insecurities with things in life so many people work so hard so that others can validate who they are they can validate their work that they can feel they they try to fill their insecurities by doing things 
And ultimately, the only way to fill our insecurities, to fill the holes in our life that we're that we're trying to, you know, we're trying to fill with other things and other people. The only way to fill that is with Christ, with your identity in Christ, to pursue God with everything that you are. Psalm 23, my cup overflows. We should be so enveloped by God, so so lost in our identity in Jesus and who he says we are. And and with the the emissary that the the Holy Spirit given to us, we should be so lost in, in that identity that our cup just overflows on other people. And and I love that uh, I was listening to uh, a sermon the other, well, this was a couple couple months ago, actually. It was a sermon on dating, uh, on dating with young people. And this and the pastor did a great job applying it to all ages. But one of the things he started off with in this series of dating is the, the second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. I've, I've talked about this with my pastor as well. Everybody talks about the love your neighbor part. But there is the as yourself at the end of that. And I don't want to bring this up as a selfish uh, selfish point I want to make or any kind of prideful. But I believe that as yourself part of that verse is really talking about you loving who God created you to be. Loving who you are in Jesus Christ. And I think that when you, when you establish a basis for loving who Jesus says you are, who God says you are, who you are with the Holy Spirit, I think the more that you can love and positively affect other people. And I think that's vital in Christians' lives because sometimes we get weighed down about what we think about ourselves and it affects how we can encourage and positively affect other people. Yeah, finding ourselves and and loving ourselves for who we are and who God created us to be is very important. That's something that I've really had to to work on in my life, basically my entire life. It's something I've struggled with is that I've always found my identity in my accomplishments. And like Jonathan said, we want other people to validate our accomplishments. I I find my identity as the the guy who can do it, the guy who who is is able to do it, who can solve the problem, who can lift the weight, who can win the argument, who can get the good grades. Like that's how I've always identified myself. And that identity is based in other people viewing me and validating my accomplishments. I I have found my identity as a person who can do it, but in order to be that person, I have to have other people around me who are recognizing the fact that I can do it. And that is not the identity that God calls me to have. I This is something I've been working on in my own life, and I know that I know that there's some of you guys out there who also struggle with the same thing is I've almost always found my identity by comparing myself to other people. I'm smarter than this person. I'm taller than this person. I'm, you know, more capable than this person. But I don't want to find my identity in other people because as soon as I start comparing myself to other people, I will always fall short somewhere. If 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 I make that my identity where I'm comparing myself to those around me, there's always going to be a person that's smarter, a person that's taller, a person that's more capable, a person that's stronger. I'm never going to I'm never going to be able to reach every single one of those goals. But the good news is I don't have to because God doesn't see me like that. God doesn't look at me and the person next to me and say, "Oh, well this person's smarter, but the other person's stronger, but the other person's taller." God doesn't look at it that way. God looks at each one of us and says, "You are exactly who I created you to be. I didn't create you to be smarter than him, but that's okay." And I, I've, I've really found that if I stop comparing myself to other people and finding my identity in those comparisons, it's much easier 
to love myself because no longer am I focused on all the different flaws and the things that I should fix, but I'm focused on being exactly who God called me to be. And if, if, if we're distracted by looking at other people instead of looking inwards at our own selves, it's hard for us to become the person that God called us to be because we're too busy focused on those around us. And we need to look into our own lives and we need to focus on ourselves and we need to work on ourselves without comparing ourselves to other to others to become who God called us to be. Now, I do want to clarify something. This us talking about an identity Christ is and we believe it's super important. That's why we're bringing it up. But we want to make sure that we're clear on the fact that we're not trying to make this as a point where you you can think more about yourself because honestly thinking about yourself can be dangerous um obviously we want to be others focused we want to serve others before ourselves we want to have a humble heart we want to always think of others before ourselves but i think establishing this love of who you are this it's almost like accepting who god created you to be accepting the fact that god thinks you're good. He created you good in his eyes and you are created in, in his image and you are not a mistake. God did not make you a mistake. You are exactly the way that you were supposed to be. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Establish that in your mind, establish that, accept that, and then use that to love others more. Because now your cup is filled, your life cup is filled with God. And so you can overflow onto other people. And I know I mentioned that, mentioned that other where that I mentioned that earlier, but I just wanted to make that clear that this should not be something that we make prideful, that we think about ourselves more, but that we establish it, we accept who we are, and then use that to love others more. And I think that's that's really what we're trying to say here. The Bible says that as children of God, one of the gifts, one of the greatest gifts that God gives us is the Holy Spirit. And like Jonathan was saying, when we are focused on ourselves and becoming who God wants us to be, that's different than being focused on yourself and who the world wants you to be. Because when your identity is in the world and you're focused on yourself, that's that's when pride comes in. That's when you start thinking, oh, I'm focused on myself to get better than other people. But when you're focused on yourself in a, a God-glorifying manner, then you're focused on building that relationship with God and that Holy Spirit within you. And as Jonathan was talking about having your cup overflow onto other people, I, I started to think of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And this verse says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And so I, I think it's really interesting, the comparison that this verse uses, is that it tells us not to be drunk on wine or, or alcohol, but to be drunk, or it doesn't say to be drunk, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it immediately goes from being drunk to being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think this is really important because when the Bible, when you're drunk, the alcohol takes over and it starts to, to do actions for you and to change who you are. Um, and the reason that I believe this passage compared the Holy Spirit to getting drunk is because when you're in the Holy Spirit, when you're abiding in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit does exactly that. The Holy Spirit changes who you are. The Holy Spirit, it it overcomes who you are and it it changes your actions. It makes you do stuff that you otherwise wouldn't do if you still found your identity in the world. So I, I think 
finding yourself, I think one of the most important parts of finding your identity in Christ is recognizing that he gave us the Holy Spirit in, he gave us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us and to make us, that's, that's what differentiates children of God from, from people who aren't saved is that gift of the Holy Spirit. So if we use it, we can take, take it our, we can use it to our advantage to do all the things that God wants us to do. Because a lot of times as, as a person who finds our identity in Christ, as a child of God, God will call us to do things that we don't always feel comfortable with. But that Holy Spirit, that's literally God's spirit inside of us. That's giving us the strength, giving us the power, giving us the the know-how to do the things that he calls us to do. I think one super helpful exercise is to look at your life and think, if people were to look at me right now, what would they say about me? Would they call me a follower of Jesus Christ or would they call me something else? I think in my life, people may say, maybe he's, maybe he loves Christ. I mean, I think people would say that I do, but that may not be the first thing that comes to mind. People may think, oh, he's a guy who smiles a lot. He's a Jets fan who every start of the season will say the Jets are going to make the playoffs and then gets disappointed when they don't. Or it never happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's unrealistic, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think looking at yourself and seeing who do people say I am? Am I a child of Christ? Am I somebody who is identified with Christ, who wants every moment of their life to glorify him? Is that who I am? And then you can look at your life and say, who do I think I am? Do I see myself as a child of God? Do I see myself as somebody who honors him and who loves him no matter what it's it's a helpful exercise that helps us with identifying what what do we put our priorities in our lives and what does that say to other people what does that convey to people who look at my life from the outside i think that's an awesome application and we we were actually just talking about this before we we started recording this podcast uh that this topic identity in christ it's sort of a difficult thing to come up with a practical application for because honestly the moment that you are saved you are a child of god and you are now identified with christ um and you know from sorry i just just hit me to bring up this verse. Um, uh, and then from Galatians 3, we can see that once you're also baptized as part of your salvation process, uh, you are now identified with Christ. You're one in Christ. And it's so it's hard of, you know, it, we can always say that, you know, obviously getting in your Bible and and spending time in prayer is an awesome way to, to you know, grow in faith and to grow in your personal relationship with God. But I think one really, really practical way that you can uh, change your mindset to be more, to always remind yourself of your identity in Christ is to every morning when you wake up, say something encouraging to yourself about who you are in Christ, who God says you are in Jesus. Um, a simple Simple thing is every time you wake up, the first the first time you open your eyes is, I am a loved child of God. 
the living God loves me. I am whole in God. My insecurities are are leveled in God, if you will. That's probably not the best word for it, but we're going to go with it. Anything you can do, especially in the beginning of your day, to start it off well, but honestly, anything throughout your day that you can always remind yourself of who you are, who you're identified to be, and then off of that, looking at other people and trying to see through the the exterior walls of other people, seeing into who their identity is and trying to encourage them to encourage who they are in Christ Jesus. And I think not only does that help us to find our identity in Christ and to remind ourselves of who God has made us to be, but it also helps us to be others focused and to encourage them and positively affect how they think about themselves in Christ Jesus. And one thing that we should mention is in that, in looking at who our identity is and who God created us to be, we need to give glory to God in every instance of it. If we say, oh, I'm the best at this because of this, are we really giving glory to God? Are we really saying, God, thank you for who you created me, created me to be? Thank you for all that you've done in my life. Thank you for shaping me the way that I am. And so we can't look at our lives and give ourselves credit for who God created us to be. That's not, that's stealing credit for what amazing things God has done. But we need to give glory to him in every single instance that we can. Yeah, so like Jonathan was saying earlier, this topic is not the easiest to find applications for because finding your identity isn't something that you can just do. It's It requires a lifestyle change. And when you come to salvation in Christ, he gives us the Holy Spirit to make it possible for us to make this lifestyle change. And we have a few applications for you guys, which we have mentioned throughout the episode. The first one and the easiest one is like Jonathan said, constantly be reminding yourself of who you are in Christ and who God says you are. Because it might sound cheesy that you wake up and say to yourself, I am a loved child of God. But the fact that you say that to yourself every morning, it'll help you recognize how true it is. Because if you just go throughout your days and you never recognize that truth, that you are a love child of God, it'll it'll block your, your ability to see who you truly are with God. Because if you're not constantly reminding yourself of that, then there's who is going to be reminding you of that? Maybe Maybe your pastor does at church, but that's once a week. And you don't have any, any other reason to, to, to define your identity in Christ unless you're the one who's making that action. So this, this step, I believe, it's, it's one of the easiest things you can do is constantly reminding yourself. And the more you say it to yourself, the more you'll come to believe that it's true and recognize that it's true. And the other application that we have for today is to stop finding your identity in who the world says you are but to find your identity in who God says you are. And this, of course, is very broad and it has a lot of ways that you can that you can act on this. But one of the easiest ways is to stop comparing yourself to others. If you find that when you're identifying yourself, you're identifying yourself as compared to other people, just stop that. And when you when you find yourself thinking that, you need to think, oh man, I, I shouldn't have done that. I should find my identity in who God says I am rather than trying to compare myself to those around me. So these are the, the two applications that we had for today. We 
we recognize how important it is to find your identity in Christ and also how difficult it is because especially in today's world with social media and technology and everything, it's very hard to not compare yourself to other people. And we're not expecting you guys to to go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow morning and to never compare yourself to anybody else because we don't do that. We still struggle with this every day. But we wanted to give you guys these these little tidbits that we found from scripture that'll help us. There are things that we can do every day, things that we can work on every day that help us find our identity in Christ. So we just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. As always, if you have any questions, you can email us at questions at livingvictorypodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with a particular host, we each have a, our own emails, Christian, Max, or Jonathan at livingvictorypodcast.com. Uh, you can visit us at our website at livingvictorypodcast.com. And then we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Living Victory Podcast. So there's, there's a, lo- a lot of ways that you guys can get in touch with us. And we want to hear from you. We want to interact with you. We want to answer your questions and any comments you have on how we can make the show better. We'd love to hear them. And as always, love each other and shine your light.